Yeah, isn't that crazy? I put the wrong thing up there. But I wanted to get on here. Sorry about the uh, the the beginning. It's not ending. Actually, the stream is just beginning. I just uh, uploaded the wrong thing. I like those intros, though. They're kind of fun. I didn't pay attention because I was in such a big hurry to get on. But I do. I have revelation for you today. So please excuse the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> just disregard it. That's why I made it so short. Just disregard it. We got Margaret home. Margaret's home. If you're watching it, Margaret, welcome back from Paris. Thank you again for being our sponsor. Thanks, Faith Click, Smack Talk Radio. We appreciate all of you guys and what you do for us. And so go check out her stuff, MargaretRow.com. We always appreciate our sponsors and what they do for us. A lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, we're, we're just jumping into October. A lot of stuff going on as far as uh, warfare, things like that. Hi, Miss Forrest. How's it going? Uh, a lot of stuff going on warfare-wise right now. And so if you're starting to feel things amp up around you, you'll also probably understand that that's probably witchcraft. Witchcraft is amping up. It's to be expected because of the time of the year that it is. We're in the fight between the serpent and the eagle in October, as well as October being the Halloween uh, festival time of the year. And so we've got a lot of stuff going on, but we just finished Yom Kippur, October the 5th. And as of October the 9th, we'll be finding ourselves in a full blood moon. <clears throat> so for you intercessors out there, we want to make sure that you know what to be binding and loosening. Make sure that you're uh, covering yourself and covering your families with protection during this uh, season. There's a lot of early death being released against people, against leaders right now, especially, but against the remnant that are coming into the new move. Cover yourself. Death, um, early death assignments, freak accidents. Please be covering yourself right now, every day. Covering your families, everything. Everything you own. Vehicles you drive, everything. But what do you need to be binding right now, intercessor? And again, I apologize for the beginning. Um, I was just in a hurry to get on. I should have paid closer attention because that's actually really, really cool when that's right. Uh, it looks really, really nice. And we'll do that. But what's happening right now? You need to be binding the harm and effects of the occult's ability to transform into deeper darkness. Okay? Binding that away from them with Luke, Luke 10, 19. That's what this... Part of the season's about it's to take them into deeper darkness while you just started hopefully you made it through c2 so you made it into higher levels of light and you were invited into the higher portions of god's heart um it's their time to refresh attain more power they release macro micro spells onto all of mankind so you need to be binding macro micro spells you need to be binding planetary magic cosmos magic zodiac magic they tie to mankind through zodiac magic. A lot of stuff going on. Hey guys, good afternoon or good evening. We need to be binding their evil altars, their ingredients, nullifying the ingredients, shattering their altars inside and out. And they have many different types of altars with the different types of magic. So my suggestion is that you bind it like this. Bind all types of spells, magical systems. They have different types of magical systems, all types of magic. Just like this, written, spoken, frontwards, backwards, layered, or, stru or st structured. That's written, spoken, frontwards, backwards, layered, or structured. And they're especially trying to keep you out of time. Trying to keep America out of time. Bind away their words, their spells, their blanket spells, macro blanket spells, 
away from the prophet's words. They're trying to hinder the true prophet's words from going up into the third heavens. This has been going on for a while. So a true prophet's words won't fall to the ground. Okay, but they're trying to make the church, true remnant, doubt who the true prophets are. By trying to delay, 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 delay. And God's like, you're not going to delay me any longer. Matter of fact, the time or the title for the red today is called Breaking Sam Hain. That's this season that the enemy's walking through. Ours is actually, we're coming into the fight between the eagles and the serpent, which I stated. Um, it's a transitional time for us, but God's saying fly, eagles fly, and then busting out into glory. God's got my story. God's got yours too. So they're releasing all types of spells, magical systems, all types of magic. Be binding that. I already told you how to do it. Then you're going to be binding all of its ties to planetary magic, the Zodiac, because this is the month of the fight, again, between the serpent and the eagle. Okay, so it's actually a transformation season. You understand that? You either get to increase and be transformed into higher levels of Christ, which they hate, which we love, or you digress into your old worst sense of self. You're going backwards, which is going to tie in the conversation we're going to be having tonight. It's kind of an intense conversation, which means you're now in the fight of your life with the occult in order to see which way you're going to go. You're either going to go frontwards or you're going to back, go backwards because the occult's hoping you're going to go backwards unless you press beyond your pain and continue to focus in war. And I know a lot of you are thinking, I don't know if I can handle anymore. This is intense. This is more intense than I ever thought it would be. How about you? You thinking that? I mean, this is probably one of the most intense seasons we've ever walked through. And God's like, it's just there. Just like, you're almost there. About to burst through. Just come on, you're coming out of the old and into the new. Which takes us into, uh, I told you the worldly side of this now. So the Jewish side of this is this. We've moved into the month of Heshvan. It's the eighth day of the 12th month of the Jewish calendar. Heshvan comes at the same time as secular months of October, November, which means you have pumpkins and squash. You're heading into fall, gourds, all those types of good things. They've all arrived, reminding us of the cycle of planting and harvest. Now, pardon me. If you know anything about seasons of seed time and harvest, I'm going to cite source uh, Kenneth Copeland. And I also want to make it a point. I want to apologize to my good friend while we're here, uh, Chris Carter. Chris is a good friend of mine. And he, if you've never listened to his stuff, he talks about the Maseroff, he talks about the Zodiac, he talks about all this stuff. And, and he's been very, very insightful to me. I always cite source people just out of honoring the Lord's work on their life. Um, I always do that. God told me to do that in my PhD program. He told me not to ever stop doing that. I've always tried to do that because that's their life work. And so I always want to honor people. But I'd forgotten to do that for Chris. I'd always talked about the angels. And so I want to publicly apologize to him. But Chris, God bless you, man. We love you so much. You and your wife, you have a sweet, sweet family. But we thank God for Chris because Chris has really contributed to a lot of our understanding about how to interact with angels and about how to interact and move in and out of God's clock and whatnot as a front runner. And so my job is to help people move through the heart of God every year and to help you understand the process of what God is doing so you can better uh, move your way into higher dimensions of light. And so that's our job. That's my job as a leader. And so that's why I'm here trying to help you as an intercessor and a front runner. And this is where we're at. So we're going to go back to the conversation. We thank God for Chris, but we're stepped into Hishvan, And it's also an endless 
time of holidays, it seems like. Um, seems like last month in Tishri, the month of Hisvan is also called Mar Heshvan. And it's one, of, it's one month in the Jewish calendar without any holidays or religious observations other than Shabbat. You know that. Other than Shabbat. So it's called Mar, which means bitter or Heshvan because of the absence of the Jewish holidays. And this month is actually a stroke of brilliance and the genius of the Jewish holiday cycle or the calendar cycle. Uh, after this activity of Tishri with Rosh Hashanah, spirituality and Yom Kippur's introspection rolling into the joy of Sukkot and the Zeman, I don't know what they said. It's a time, we enter into a time of rejoicing uh, of Simchat Torah which where we all need a bit of pause to absorb it and take a breath and stop for a moment before we get into the big crescendo, which is Christmas, Thanksgiving. So that's what we're stepping into. I've given you the worldly holiday as well as the holiday. So now we're going to step into the prophetic message of what's going on in and around us. And, you know, I don't plan these. I don't plan the conversations, but I always look forward to them because God just carries on. He just talking about what's going on in the body, what's going on with leaders, what's going on with people stuck underneath the apparatus of religion. Um, and the Lord's conversation is based on Jeremiah 8, 8 through 9, 26. And he's asking the question, why are they backsliding? Why are people starting to backslide? Hey, guys, I know I'm late tonight. I wanted to do something different. Did it this evening. I hope you're having a good Friday night. But why are these people backsliding? Why are these people backsliding? He said, and especially major five-fold backsliders. We're seeing major five-fold backsliding happen right now. Where people are making excuses for getting caught up in their own way of doing things. Where they're becoming prone to the atmospheric pressures of witchcraft going on around them. And you know, you have to have a little bit of compassion. Because of the level of witchcraft we've all been dealing with, I say, the last year. I don't think we've ever dealt with as much witchcraft as we've dealt with the last year, but I want to focus on how we, how these people got there, how these people got there. Because if you're tracking with God and you're willing to change, that's the key to this conversation. If you're tracking with God and you're willing to change and be changed, meaning you're always willing to do some introspection and say, you know, what, God, if there's any hurtful way in me, you know what, God, if, if there's anything you want me to see about my bloodline, I'm willing to look at it. I want to get free. I just want to go and be who you want me to be. Then that's probably not a conversation. This concern is not a conversation for you. But for those who aren't willing to do these things, they're being exposed now to the effects of the witchcraft. And we're quickly seeing how those effects are affecting them. It's affecting their thinking. It's affecting their truth. Sense of truth and well, and people, because you're with yourself 24-7, with yourself 24-7, then it's hard when people come to you and say, you know, are you sure you're hearing God? Are you sure you're hearing God okay? That's what you have to ask people sometimes. Are you sure you're God okay? Because your truth may not be aligned with God's truth. And because even if you're a prophetic voice, if you don't understand that we've not moved into a season, everybody's saying, no, you know, 45 is not coming back or blah, blah, blah. But if you're in that season of understanding how decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing uh, changes things, it's not what the devil and uh, all these religious people say or all these 
people that are doom and gloom or, you know, that are lost in the spirit of witchcraft say it's what Christ and he says, it's what Christ and you says. And so I believe in God, that he's a God of happy endings. I believe that I believe we're moving and tracking right along with him right now where he's teaching us how to move out of the old and into the new. I'm really over into the sea, the sea of forgiveness real fast. It off. Crazy. Thank you. Sorry about that. But we're seeing people. This is what I've been thinking for months, and I haven't really voiced my opinion on it, but I'm going to do that tonight. Um, it's because I've been wondering why we have so many prophetic voices who everybody, because everybody seems to have an opinion when they think they hear God or whatever. And I'm always telling you, you know, go, go compare it with the Bible because God compares arms himself in twos or more. But how we have so many prophetic voices who are like, no, that's not what God's saying. No, you know, 45's not coming back or blah, 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 blah. I really believe it still is. Yeah, I still believe they're in control. I really still do. I don't care what anybody says. I believe they're still in control. I believe things are getting ready to shift. We're getting ready to hit the glory for those who have been obedient. I believe you're getting ready to have so much blessing in your life. You're not going to know what to do with it, which is why the uh, the attacks are so fierce right now. And it's also why we're seeing the worst in people and the best in people. We're starting to see the very, 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 very worst people that we thought were true blue. We're starting to see uh, the heart conditions of how witchcraft has impacted these people or really what was in their heart from the beginning where we thought that they were who they said that they were and they're not. We're starting to see everything come to light now. But I really believe that God meant for this to happen this way because it's happening on all seven mountains if you think about it. It's not just the government mountains. So now judgment starts at the church of God. It starts at the house of God. So. It starts here, but this is what Jeremiah is talking about. And so I'm seeing mega pressure where vessels are becoming extremely withdrawn. If you've been overwhelmed by the witchcraft, uh, withdrawn. And they want you to do this, by the way. They want you to totally not engage. They want you to become isolated. They want you to not want to pray. And and then we have that, that dysfunctional group of the religious right. They're like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't think God's coming. He's not going to be doing this. And we're heading into the one world. And I was like, oh, shush. Be quiet. If you can't speak faith, be quiet. I'm tired of your fear and your pessimism. Just be quiet because your words have power. So be quiet. Let somebody with faith step in and start doing the job like you should have been doing the whole time. But we're seeing the pressure get the best of people. And they're feeling the intensity of the witchcraft in the regions because of not knowing how to battle it. Why is that? Now we're getting into the guts of the conversation. Um, and this is what God showed me tonight. I didn't make this up. I didn't bring this to you and make this up on my own. It's because the sheep haven't been taught how to get cleaned up so that it wouldn't affect them. That's what the problem is. And it's because leadership is afraid to confront tough issues. So this explains why many of the sheep have sought out information on their own because of not having received it through their leadership or through their houses of worship the way that the family, or excuse me, the church should have done it. Is it still having problems? Is it interference? Please do. Uh, they're praying against it. So please pray against bit rate, things like that. They're trying to cover uh, the frequency. And so that's what they're trying to interfere. Can you still hear me or is it going in and out? I'm hoping that it's still good. Okay, can somebody show me? 
or tell me on here real quick. I'll keep going. But anyhow, so that's just how people are. Can be fine. Perfect. Thank you so much. Are are there interruptions in it or is it just on her computer? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's I'll keep going. But these sheep are having to go out on their own. Right on. They're having to go out on their own and find information and how to get free because they're not being told these things in the church. The leaders are afraid of offending people. Praise God. Thanks, BP. <laughs> the second BP too. So they're afraid of offending people. And I'm sorry, but we're not living in times where you can be afraid of offending people. Hallelujah. Right on. So this is because many leaders were so focused. They're afraid of offending people because they were so focused on themselves or their own branding or building the next mega church that they forgot about God's portion of kingdom and those that God had placed underneath them. And so those sheep are now out in the dark. They, they had so many things that they were focused on the flesh that they weren't focused on the main thing, which is the sheep right in front of you, trying to get those people into places of deliverance and places of training them in warfare and, and training them up for this next place that they should have been walking in. So here we have a bunch of sheep stuck underneath this apparatus of with all these screwed up leaders. I'll say it like it is. They're messed up and they're like, no, it's going to be my way. We hit the highway. Where are you going? You're not going anywhere. You're stuck got a lot of people stuck so your attitude is this so if you're if you've screwed it up and you've driven your own ministry into the ground because of your own disobedience you're going to screw it up for everybody attitude is right now and god's like really really you think you are and god's like no i don't think you are i think we're all going to keep moving these people who are obedient out and through that's what god's message for some of these people are so now there are a lot of these sheep who are stuck. I've just stated that. And they're getting caught up in backsliding because of the lack of obedience and the lack of good shepherding. And they're now all believing these lies that where they don't think they have to heed the truth of God's word or they won't even be willing to admit their sins or repent of their sins. And they just become happy with this superficial type of and this superficial type of have you noticed that? I'm seeing it all around. And I'm like, and then they're all like in dismay of what's going on. Why? And they're having a hard time coping and they're getting overwhelmed by the witchcraft because they haven't been taught how to come and fight through it. And I'm like, what the heck happened? What the heck happened? So I go back to the point that they are, they're appeased with the superficial ministry of the false prophets now because of staying on the surface, which means they haven't been forced to change. Hallelujah. So getting honest with themselves or getting honest with yourself and God is a key point about understanding what your heart condition looks like. Understanding what your heart condition looks like. And I really want to do that, God. Am I there yet? Not there yet. I'm going to let you listen to one of the words of the prophets here in a second. But for those leadership temporarily still in place, that are that are still trying to manipulate God, trying to come into this new place in an old way. God's saying, you think you're outsmarting me? But what you really don't understand is in your manipulation, you're not outsmarting God. You're digging yourself in deeper as well as coming into deeper judgment. And those of you who have falsely repented before the Lord, 
Lord's been talking about the, the scripture falsely repenting, where it's only superficial. Everything they do is superficial. And and they're like, well, you don't know my heart. I'm, I don't care. I don't know your heart. Um, But he does. And he shows me scriptures every day. I spend time with him three, five hours a day. And he shows me these scriptures about what's going on in the body. And he shows me the scripture about, well, they just superficially repented. They think a little dabble, do you? And I'm like, wow. And the Lord's saying, no, actually, you need to redunk. Then you need to rededicate. That's what you need to think about. Rededicate yourself, lest I create a situation to expose you to where you won't have any other choices. That's what the Lord's saying in this hour. And so they get angry when I come on here and I make these, uh, they give these warnings. Now, I'm getting, you have no idea. A lot of people praying against us because it's like, so what are you afraid of? Why are you so angry about it? Have you ever had to ask people that when they get so angry? Because anger is a symptom of fear. And so I have to ask them, what are you afraid of? That God's fixing to expose you? Because he is. You're already being exposed. Prophets have already spoken. They're already speaking. I'm fixing to read some words to you here in a second. So you'll know it's not just me saying this stuff. It's starting to come out all through the prophets now. High-level prophetic voices. So do you know why these superficial, I call them fake believers, do these things? Because it allows them to stay fake religious so they can stay in sin. That's exactly why. Thinking that God doesn't see it while all the sheep around them are waking up who are trying to get healthy and they're starting to see them for who they really are. Have you thought about that? It, <laughs> amazing to me. I don't think people are just waking up in the masses to what's going on. The healthy people, that's the healthy people. The healthy people aren't just waking up to the news and the fake news. They're waking up to fakes all the way around. They're waking up and seeing fakeness because we're giving a, we're, we're all being given a real good dose of reality right now. And I don't want to live in your bubble reality. I want to know what I'm dealing with. I'm a realist. I want to, I'm very practical. I've been raised to be very practical. I'm what I'm dealing with. I'll deal with it. We'll get over it. We'll get on with it together. We'll team up. I'll help you. Hopefully you'll help me and we'll get through this thing together. We're going to love each other through it. We're going to pray each other through it. That's the way I've been raised. But this whole bubble reality thing, I got some of that in my family too. And I'm thinking, I hate to burst your bubble, but that's not the truth. That's not the truth of what God's saying. And so that bubble reality, I'm seeing it affect the prophetic. I'm seeing it affect people's perception of truth. I'm seeing it, it's affecting their relationships and how they actually relate if they stay superficial, if they can go deep. If you're healthy, you like to go deep. You like to talk about heart issues. Pardon me, you like to talk about things that are going on in the, in the heart of God. And, and you're not staying in this superficial blah, blah, blah. It's like, it, it's an old wine. You can't stay there. And so my next question to you is this. Why are these backsliders not moving forward? Why are they not moving forward? Or, or why are they still sitting still? This is what God asked me. All these questions are what God asked me. And it's because, for one, they're choosing to stay underneath the apparatus of religion. That's a given, which has blinded them to truth. But for two, in staying still, they're not forced to see the darkness creeping up around them. Have you ever met, and I have people like this, too, around me, too, uh, in my family. And God bless my family. But um, I see it everywhere, really. But have you ever seen those people who like to stick their head in the sand? And they think, well, if I just stick my head in the sand, it'll all go away. It won't touch me. 
without realizing, unless you get your butt in deliverance ministry and start getting some freedom, it's fixing to touch you. It's fixing to scourge you because the light's getting lighter while the darkness is getting darker. So while you're busy with your head in the side of the mountain of God's mountain, thinking it's not going to touch me. I'll just act like it's not there. I'll live in my bubble reality underneath my apparatus of religion and I'll just act like it's all going to go away. And, and it's fixing to bite you in the butt. They're trying to grow up too. The enemy's camp's growing up too. Do you understand that? They're trying to learn from you. So while they're trying to learn from you and you're getting all in your bubble reality trying to force everybody to live there with you because of the truth making you feel uncomfortable, the rest of the world, the rest of the kingdom's passing. It's moving on. The cloud's moving on by day, pillar fire by night, and you're getting left behind. So, and then we have these, these goofy leaders who do the same stuff. And I'm not trying to be rude, but... It's the truth. I'm calling it what it is in hopes that you will listen and change. And by the way, your manipulation in trying to get into this new place is a farce. It's a farce because God is a God of good old fashioned hard work. And a lot of you are thinking, well, we don't have much time. We just got to do this. We got to, we just got to take this thing over and da, 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 da. God's like, get a life. You don't even have the heart. You can't give what you don't have. Some are giving gifts of joy, others faith. Very, very few are given the gift of love. Why do you think he gave us the gift of love? Man, his heart. Show people how to get back. That you can't. Anything. It's a God-given gift. The gifts are irrevocable. Everything. It's all predestined. All you're gonna do is go deep. Do these things and manipulate your way through these things. It's gonna take you getting out of your panic mode and out of your I'm going to call it fear pack, fear mode, whatever it is that's got you stuck. And to make yourself calm down and go into deliverance ministry and start dealing with your heart. Dealing with what's really there that God wants to deliver you of so that you can actually become a person of honor. Because honor is the, is the language of heaven. You don't know anything about God's heart. It's the language. When you lack a standard and you make excuses for your sin, you don't have honor. I'll get you struck dead. So this is one of the reasons why these people stay underneath the apparatus of religion, which has blinded them to the truth because they are forced to see the darkness creeping up upon them. So their false confidence gives them this attitude of the blind leading the blind, which keeps them in stagnancy that the devil loves. The devil loves it that some of these people are stuck here. And it's getting serious for those of you who don't want to change. It's getting very serious. Because now they're provoking God. God's saying, why did you provoke me? Why did you provoke me? Do you realize you're entering into judgment because of your provocation of me? Because it's honestly because they believe they could serve both God and their idols. That's the other part of this truth. It means when, when you demand to live life your own way, that means you've got a few idols in your heart that you're not willing to give up because you're not willing to give up the lifestyle that got you there. The lifestyle that got you there meant that you got drawn away by the little G. And so you've got your eyes focused on everything but the big G. So God's like, you wanted, you wanted, you, you know, you wanted the pathways, the ancient pathways. But then you're so focused on the little G. How could I possibly draw you back when your focus is so off? And yet these people are demanding that God change his ways to accommodate their low standard. Here we go. So 
They didn't necessarily abandon the Lord. Let me stress that too. They didn't necessarily abandon the Lord. These people didn't. They just probably got caught up in life or they got too busy to see that they were beginning to backslide away from God's love and God's true ways, which can happen, I think, to anybody if you're not paying attention or if you have a tendency or a penchant towards darkness when you refuse to deal with yourself. People, this is the bottom line to the conversation. My experience has been, my life experience has been with people that refuse to look at the weaknesses in their life are the people that are AKA people that live in denial. That's the key. That bubble reality. They live in denial about, they don't talk about issues in their life. They don't talk about, they surround themselves with yes men or yes women. They surround themselves with people that stroke their egos, that dishonor. They don't like to deal with the, they don't want to get their dirty, having to correct leaders around them because they may lead them. You know, they have to hire somebody else and then actually they may actually get some better leaders, but they just want to. They don't want to deal with this stuff. They like things to stay the same. And God's like, I am the same. I stay the same, but I'm always moving you into a better new to become a better version of yourself. And if you're not willing to change and move with me, then I can't take it. You get to stay where you're at and you get what you get. This is what we're seeing, right? So the Lord is saying they're backsliding when they try to serve God and then they compromise. But this is the good news for people who haven't. If you're healthy and you know how to guard the anointing while maintaining God's presence and relating without making yourself look plastic, that's just a sidebar. Um, most likely, you're not lowering yourself in compromising anywhere. You're not. You're, you're willing to be pliable. You're willing to be moldable. And that's that authenticity that God's been trying to get into the body to get us honest and, and to quit being so afraid of what he's going to tell us about ourselves. It's not like he doesn't already know. So why we were so afraid, I have no clue. I mean, I don't know about your relationship. My relationship with him is fabulous. I love the Lord. I love my relationship with him. I get angry. I get happy. I get sad. I get all these different things. I feel like you feel. But at the end of the day, I know it's always going to be his way above mine. It's always going to be his way. He's, I'm not going to compromise and I'm not going to demand my own way because love, God never demands his own way. He gives you free will, but I always know his will is better. I know his will is better. His will can be trusted. And so I don't have to try to force my own way and demand my own way with God thinking that I know more. Because I always know I cannot give him. I trust him. So, this new place is a place of honor. Not self-righteousness, but true honor. And there's a difference. Because self-righteousness makes the vessel look arrogant. And honestly, it makes you look stupid. I'm being honest. Makes you unrelatable. Where nobody takes you seriously anymore. Because the only way the vessel can have a conversation with a type of vessel like this is to play on its ego, which I said before, or to allow this particular type of vessel to control everybody else around them without realizing that we're all too, too busy now. This is what the Lord told me this afternoon. My vessels that are healthy are far too busy trying to make you the center of attention any longer. 
for those of you who refuse to grow up and who are demanding to have your ego stroked and to have your yes men around. Lord says that I'm fed up with your immaturity and I'm no longer wishing to cater to your dysfunction. So I'm sending my sheep to healthier leaders. Truly loving leaders who say what they mean and they mean what they say. And they operate in God's truth. They're not afraid of speaking or receiving truth any longer because they've chosen to abide and be lovers of truth. That's what the Lord's saying. And, and if you know anything about these new sheep, these new sheep, we understand the God we serve. And it's not about you false. Okay. Right. That's good. But it, we understand the healthy sheep understand right now that we serve a, a loving God and it's not about you false shepherds anymore. That's not what church is about. That's not what coming and worshiping is about. It's not about putting one person on a platform and it's all about them and everybody kind of walks around, oh, it's so-and-so, he's here, or they're here, she's here, blah, blah, blah. It's not that anymore. It's not. It's about bringing in this teammate or this, this you, you, you cultivate a teamwork mentality where you're working towards the common goal of the belief. Which helps everybody increase God's and so everybody wins. The win everybody. It's not a trickle down from the top down. It's not that mentality anymore. And so if you understand anything about that truth, then you have to understand that these new sheep, this this mentality in the sheep now, we're understanding that the God we serve will not accept equality with any other God. And or the or the shepherds who have made themselves like little G's like Satan did before he was kicked out of heaven. Because God is God. We understand. Because the true sheep see that an unfaithful heart grieves. Like many of you have grieved us as sheep. We've chosen to move on into pasture. We can continue moving with a very loving God. And those who truly instead of themselves. So, the next question is then, why is there no recovery happening in the hearts? Why is there no And then you see it in your own life. If you're healthier, you're getting healthier, you're getting better, hopefully. But you're seeing people get stuck. Thought about that? It's because those that are stuck thought that they knew more than the Lord. And now here they are, stagnant with power. So many are turning to desperate measures to way forward with God fighting. Okay. It's not just happening to leaders. God's fighting the whole lot. Well, it's nothing personal. He's just saying, hit the high. But you're not going to, your way doesn't work. It's why I'm. And, and it's amazing to me how these people think that they're going to force God to let them do this their own messed up way and honestly I have to sit here and shake my head sometimes and I'm not trying to be rude in my next statement but I'll be honest I'm tired of glossing over these issues and acting like I have to dance around issues with dysfunctional people who get angry on the other side of their screen because they can't deal with the truth this is how I feel I shake my head at the stupidity I don't like Jonah Jesse Duplin, when you've ever heard them making their statements, or even Chris Savelle, when they just said, you know what, God, let them all go to hell. 
to let him go to hell. Let him. If they want to go, let him go. Let him go. Let me go minister to a different group of people who really want you. But God loves you so much, some of you. He loves you so much. He's willing to send truth bearers in that you try to beat up and you try to release death over and you try to speak your word curses over and all the nastiness inside of you. You won't get free from you. And then we have to deal with all that while we're trying to minister to you. And, and, and God, and, and he's not going to make me suffer for much longer, by the way. He's not going to suffer with you much longer. That's the Lord. And then he goes, I'm not going to put these people in this position much longer. And because the Lord is saying in the season, had you been people who had plowed your heart, there could have been a harvest of repentance, but it was too late because their sickness was gone too far, which is why God, when God calls you to return, when he tells you, turn from your wicked ways, we're saying, don't ever wait until it's convenient for you. Do it then. Do it then. Because when you wait, sometimes you can get so far gone that you get to the point of no And then you never figure out your folly. Those heart. Why we're here to seek the Lord now. While he can be. Which takes us into Colossians 1 through 17. I want to bring up a bring it up and see if I can find it. Pop it in here. Let's me. It may not let me. See if it'll let me. I'll let you hear a word from the prophets because the prophets are speaking right now. I don't know about this about you guys, but the prophets that I'm listening to are really speaking. And it's becoming here it is, beautiful. Uh, it's becoming I'm going to see if I can pop this in here. It'll let me get from Open in, maybe. to see if it lets me do that. Well, I'm going to let you listen to I'm going to let you listen to the word of the prophet anyway. Um, it's Kent Christmas, actually, because he gave a prophetic word um, for these a lot of these leaders who are bucking the Lord. They're bucking the Lord. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a word. Okay, and the Lord just gave me a word. So there are three people now, actually four prophets are coming out with. And if you know anything about Christ, based on Colossians 3, 17, it talks about in Christ, we die to the old self. We live in the new self. We live in the new life. Because like Lazarus, we're to the grave close if we're actually to live that new life inside. We've had so much grooming going on in church for so long, for years, that it's made believers just trust anyone that ever crossed their path or even got up behind the podium. And now we're seeing that they're not for the sheep. They're for themselves. They lived, and many still do, a lot of them are fighting the truth right now, living off the backs of innocent sheep who really needed their help. And so, what the heck happened there? But I'm not going to worry about it. So, anyway, we're seeing a lot of this go on right now, and God is like, you know, I'm not in this for you. I'm in this to bring forth kingdom. And so, these are some of what the prophets are speaking, and I want you to hear and listen to what they're saying. This is Kent Christmas. Listen to him. 
The Lord says, I am heard of in the kingdom of God. I begin to release this authority, Lord, strong. What you have seen in times past was not strong. It came down. Many would leave and say, was that Lord? But I am done this time. Man will wonder if this was God or if this was man. For I no longer take a back seat, saith the Lord, to a man or to a whim, but I'm still God, King of kings and Lord of lords. And even in the last days, as I get ready to purge the earth with fire and make it a new earth, so know this, saith God, what you're getting ready to see is I am releasing a fire of my spirit in the atmosphere of my power that mankind has never seen. This fire, saith the Lord, will not be able to touch the saints. For the fire of the Holy Ghost that I am releasing will begin to empower saints with an authority and an anointing that no man has walked in for centuries. But the same fire, saith the Lord, shall begin to sweep through the kingdoms of darkness, and I will burn down the devil's house, saith God, for this is my hour and this is my time. I still hold the deed to the earth, saith the Lord. I did not abdicate. I did did not sell it. I did not go bankrupt. I did not sit down and say, I give up. But your God Almighty this day stands in covenant with thee, saith the Lord, that everything that I have declared shall come to pass. Not one jot, not one tittle, saith the Lord, shall be unfulfilled. Before you see my final outpouring of my spirit, I am now going to begin to release a wave of power that has only been prayed for for there is an Elijah anointing and though the prophets of old died and have come to glory I spared Elijah's life because he was going to be the protector of an anointing that I was going to release in this hour for the anointing of Elijah is the only saith God that will be able to destroy the Jezebel spirit that is ruled in the earth and I say this night out of all of the nations in the earth the spirit of Jezebel set her kingdom up in the United States of America so this night I say unto thee that I am releasing an Elijah anointing on my prophets that no longer will it be personal prophecy that moves men but it will be the corporate thus saith the Lord that I am releasing to the atmosphere by the power of God for the office of the prophet was counterfeited over the last 10 years Here you go. and men stood up and said thus saith the Lord Here you I go. did not put those words in their mouths they reduced me to money prosperity and personal gain do you not know saith God that it's not the natural that dictates but it is the spirit for those who are raising up next three months this year comes saith God it's almost like there has been seed ground implanted decades ago that go. were forgotten here we go there are men and women saying Lord, across the earth, and for God, 
Lord said, I am reaching back into the soil of time. I am beginning to resurrect men that were shunned, women that were pushed aside because they would not compromise. So their platforms were taken away and their voices were silent. But what you're getting ready to see in the earth is a switch, saith God. And this switch will happen in a 24-hour period. And when I breathe the word of that switch, saith God, what man has said could not be, shall be, just as I stood on the edge of time and said, let there be light, so am I standing now, utterance coming from all right so let's let me go on to the next word that's the first word that's Kent christmas major voice this is the second word it's from radiant israel it's called vindication recompense and swift justice on yom kippur and it states a few weeks ago the lord woke me up in the middle of the night to pray and worship and in my time of worship i had a vision that i was not released to share until today in the vision, the Lord showed me several, around 10 people whom I knew by the Spirit were leaders in the body of Christ, were called pastors, prophets, apostles, fivefold. And in the vision, I did not see their faces, but they were standing before the Lord with their heads bound low, and they were crying. And I began to weep before the Lord as I suddenly felt the Father's deep love and compassion towards these leaders. I trembled in the presence of the Lord, and I felt the fear of Adonai. I knew that the Lord loved them so much and that many of them had once been faithful to the Lord. He had extended great mercy to them, but they continued to abuse the flock by pillaging and plundering the innocent for their own selfish gain. I knew that the Lord loved them, but they had a form of godliness and denied his power. They had failed the Lord greatly, says the Lord. The Lord says they failed me greatly and have hurt many in my body. They muddied the water and made my sheep drink filthy water. They malnourished my sheep and in some cases have fed my sheep food I wouldn't even give to dogs. They prevented the healthy growth of my ecclesia by oppressing others in the flock whom I have gifted with great spiritual gifts to edify and bless my body. They blocked many young leaders whom I have anointed and appointed for this time. And in some cases, I sent these shepherds as destiny helpers to help those I was raising up. But instead of helping them and coming up alongside of them, they robbed them, spiritually raped them, prostituted their anointing and used them for their own personal gain. They were like the Ezekiel 34 shepherds. Hello, I've seen that scripture three times this week, and I'm now judging them on behalf of my flock. No more, says the Most High God. I've given them time to turn, but they've refused. I've seen the great injustices, and I've heard the cries of my people. I've bandaged many wombs, and I've wiped away many tears. The prayers of the righteous have made their way to my throne, and the time of my judgment has come. Did they think I was just like them? Did they think I could hide? they could hide from me? Did they think I would stay silent forever and wink at their sin? My gift of true repentance was fully available and they could not, they could have chosen to turn back at any time, but they refused my grace and they continued in their own wicked ways. They have been deceived by their own vain imaginations. They've been blinded by their own beauty. I've heard the cases of in my highest courts of heaven. I've summoned witnesses to testify. The witnesses whom I called showed them great mercy and forgiveness, even as I desire mercy. 
But the innocent have spoken, saith the Lord. The abused have testified. Here is my judgment, says the Lord. My sheep will be secure and will be delivered safely out of their hands. They will be restored, made whole, and repaid to the fullest. The shepherds I have judged will be removed from their offices in disgrace, and those I have anointed and appointed will be firmly established in their place. It has been determined. It has been established. It has been sealed. This day my word has gone forth, and it will not return to me void, but will accomplish that which it's sent to accomplish. That's the next one. This is mine. The Lord showed me. I'm not trying to tout my own horn. I'm just a few words here. This is what the Lord showed me. I didn't know about that last word I just wrote to you. I knew about King Christmases, but the Lord showed me this one. This is a prophetic word for the Pharisees. It says, the Lord says to tell you this. How long must we quarrel between two truths? Does your truth, does your truth match my heart? Or has it from the start where you have decided what is yours versus what I say is yours? Did I not say through my prophet that I was leading people to me another way? Yet you say your way is better. Yet you act dismayed when things don't go your way because your way is not the way of Yahweh. The way of the king. Where I could bring you out and through and into the new if you would only listen and obey. But you still think you can outsmart me, says the Lord, or that I will be mocked by a few hearts that refuse to acknowledge truth. You see, you've been walking your way for a very long time, mixing the holy with the unholy because of your refusal to deal with issues of the Father, your earthly Father, with a swindling spirit where it has now taken you astray. And today, you act as though you would say, no, that's not me. You don't know me, but I made you, says the Lord. And yes, you have the same lack of integrity because of how that spirit has carried you today. Let me be more specific so that you know this is me speaking, says the Lord. Your own wife has grown weary at your obsession to conquer this king. Yes, it's me that you persecute, Saul, not those that you target. It's me that you seek to conquer. You even have voices around you warning you and warning you, and you still seek your own way to glorify self as you always have. And now you are in such deep, uh, you're in so deep that you can't back down because of pride. But the Lord says, I will not be mocked because this season I'm doing things another way. And in order for any vessel to enter, they must enter in Yah's heart, my way, not the heart of, not the way through the heart of man. Yet it has led you nowhere but astray where everything in your world has been delayed along with Jezebel who whispered in your ear, to say, oh yes, yes, you can have this dear like Tahab to take Naboth's vineyard that seems so to constantly yell, but only serves to feed the lust from within as you refuse to deal with the weakness that has now caused God's patience to grow thin. And God says, no son, you actually can't have a garden you didn't plant. It's why you shan't walk in the promised land that you think you're entering into, because had you listened, I would have made all things new. But instead, you quelled the truth from within, thinking that I would overlook your sin. And then, as the devil yelled, it's okay. Eventually, I'll give you this field. But alas, here we are, with you looking and knowing the truth from afar. And all the while, the prophets have been sent to warn of your descent. So God is now saying, this last time, son, come back to me while there's still yet time. Because judgment is about to hit your house. And it won't come through relative, rel excuse me, retaliative efforts or intercessor or spouse. It will come from my mighty right hand 
from the one who demands to squash everything under its command. Which means, I will take your entire house and those who partner with the lies of a louse. Because the Lord says, from this point on, the same spirit of death that you entertain will be coming and be the same spirit to visit your own name. Because by your words you're acquitted, by your words you're condemned. Because these are the words of those who pretend. It's the heart that listens and the hearts that true. That's true. That is the heart I can change. It's the heart I can renew. So safe. Grace. So now this brings me back to you. So I guess my question for some of these Pharisees who are listening, I gave you the clips. I read you some of the, the other words, and they're not all from me. Two of them are not from me. I, I didn't even know. Uh, actually, when I listened to Kent Christmas that night, the Lord had told me to go over and listen to him, and I wasn't expecting what I heard at all. I, I was, God showed me the after effects of everything. I, I was very, very shocked to see what I saw. And I could see that discombobulated leaders. I could see that they were taken back. They didn't know how to respond. Um, and, and they, they were just like, you could see everybody was commenting on that. Didn't that leader just spoke. It didn't make any sense what they just got through saying. But I guess my question to you is this, I've given you the clips. I've let you hear it from the lips of the true prophets. And they're all seeming to say the same thing. And, and I have to ask you, are we all stupid? Are we all stupid? Are we missing it? Or are you disqualified leaders just making fools, fools of yourself now? Because if you're thinking that, with what little revelation you've been shown that God is going to let you carry on as though what you do matters not to him, when it's so egregious that the rest of us are about to drown, sincerely. And, and it's, it's, it's like walking through, not to be crass, but diarrhea with you. It's like walking through diarrhea with you. And, and your refusal... To acknowledge your own egregious sin. And the Lord is saying, if you had repented and done what I'd ask you to do, I would have brought you out and through. But now, here we sit, and the Lord's saying, before you do some more, the Lord's saying, don't prostitute yourself like some illegitimate whore. That's what he's telling me in the spirit right now at that very moment. I didn't plan on saying that, but that's exactly what he's saying. Some of you are prostituting yourselves right now and acting like he's not going to do anything. Like all these words, and that's, I think that's the fault of sheep sometimes. We think we've been around prophecy for so long, he's never going to do anything. And it's just for somebody else's house. Oh, that happens to other people, not me, until it hits your house. And I have to honestly say, if you didn't hear my testimony about young woman God had me ministering to and God had me releasing judgment on her I'm trying to be uh, uh, mean spirited I'm not trying to I don't know what that sounds like I didn't plan that that day when I went into that jailhouse to minister God told me to say that and I obey the Lord implicitly but I am telling you judgment is real judgment's very very real and you can keep walking around and, and acting like a peacock and acting like well I'm so and so and and I am I'm, I've got this ranking. God doesn't care. He gave it to you. He's about to deplatform you. He's already stated it. Unless you get real before him and start doing what he's asking you to do and leaving people alone. 
which brings us to Psalm 78, 32 through 55. And it's a history of how people treat the Lord. Realize that the way that you interrelate with God on a vertical level is the way that you relate with people. Meaning if you're disrespectful, or you're being disrespectful towards disrespectful, you disregard him. You disregard him. And, and I don't know about you, but, you know, even when I was young and dumb, I don't think I was so stupid that I didn't take him seriously. When he started giving me those nudges, like, you better stop that. You better knock that crap off. I mean, and it's not like I, I was one of these types of personalities either that had to be told a million times to do some, something. I think that, like you, I mean, we all have our own history. We all have our own stuff we've got to get delivered of and stuff. But, um... I did my best, even in my worst seasons, to follow him, even when I was trying to work through my stuff. But then there came a day, thank you, Holy Spirit, there came a day in my walk where as much as I tried to run from the truth, it hit me right in the face. And I had a choice in that moment to keep walking my own way, and I would have walked right into judgment or to turn around and go a new way. You ever heard the story about the guy? He's walking down the street. I'm not going to get into the whole thing right now. It's a long story. But he's walking down, keeps falling in a hole. You know the story? He keeps falling in a hole, keeps falling in a hole. He's falling in a hole. And by the third time in that story, I'm thinking, why didn't you just go down a different street? That's the, that's the whole plot of the story. Why don't you just go down a different street? Do it a new way. Change your ways. Because the real issue here is about hidden sin. And those hearts who refuse to get honest before the holy God. God's about to deal with you. And in trying to pray witchcraft prayers over people, hoping that they just go along with your sin. By the way, that's what I feel some of you praying against us right now. You're praying against our will. Hello, God never prays against our will. He warns me about that kind of garbage. Take your witchcraft prayers and go to hell with your father, the devil. That's not of God. Don't you ever try to do that to us again, ever. That's not godly. You trying to dismiss your own sin. You trying to dismiss your own ego-centered behaviors. That's not God. So God's like, no, I'll show my prophets. I'll show my people who are truly walking up righteous with me every single thing that you do to try to counter me. The Lord says, they think they're fighting you. He told me this. They think you're fighting. They're fighting you. Talking to me. I thought, really? Well, why don't Something you, I'm showing you exactly what to do every time. Every time I get their attention, hopes that they might someday listen before I have to strike them with Job 36 32. Well, this is a hard word for a Friday, which brings us to Proverbs 24 7, where it states, Put your outdoor work in order and get your feet ready. After that, build your house. But if you know anything about the Lord, God says, only the Lord builds a house. And all those that build theirs alone, labor in vain. And I'll go even a step further. See, learn about the courts. You can learn about the courts of heaven. You can learn about leadership, all this stuff. But it's all about the heart. And the God's doing heart inspection looking at motive he's looking at does your motive match his does your will match his looking at the spirit that you're operating with 
or through? What spirit's operating through when you're praying? Is it an unholy speaking Mixing the holy with the unholy? Or is it somebody, is it, is it, you don't even have covenant with him? You have to practice witchcraft. Then you're going to mix the Bible with your spells? I'm thinking, how stupid are you? God says, suffer not a witch to live. Understand? A lot of you have never seen power. You've never experienced love before, but you're just so lustful for power. You're willing to settle for the seconds? Second best? No thanks. Give me the give me the best, man. I want the best life possible. I don't want your darkness. And then you get the outcome of all that garbage, even if you're a, a supposedly practicing Christian and you're settling for seconds. A secondary lifestyle, a secondary standard, substandard type of love. You're settling for seconds. God's like, no thank you. That's what he's saying to you now. No thank you. I don't want that near me. I don't want you near me. Would you let somebody like that near you in your house? Some of you probably do because it's all you've ever known. But he's saying in this new season, for those who are choosing to get free and come out and do, would you let somebody like that? Would you trust somebody like that? Because God is saying, in order to come near me and come into my house now, come deeper into my spirit, change a few things. Lest you be found one. I hope you're encouraged. I'm sorry it went so went about a minute ago. Sorry I got the wrong little thing on the, the front. I'll go fix that here in a second. It's gonna be really cool. So I can't believe I did that. But you know what? Who cares? It's just all for you know, smoke and mirrors or whatever, but it's just entertain. But I hope you guys have had a great week. I hope you guys go get some rest this weekend and then maybe we'll catch you again on uh Tuesday and then we can visit more then. We're gonna be at the beach next week. If you want to join us there, uh, we can join us here. We're going to be doing the 15-Minute Rev online at the beach live. So hopefully we'll be here next Friday. Uh, we'll be in in studio next uh, Tuesday. So I'll look forward to seeing you then. Uh, but I'm hoping to catch you down in Galveston. So if I don't see you on Tuesday, then maybe maybe on Friday we'll see you. So then we can visit. But until then, have yourself a great evening. And I'll look forward to talking to you next week. See you then. Bye-bye.